welcome to Northern Natter, a podcast by journalists for journalists who don't want to move down south. If you are just getting into the industry, studying or soon to be graduating, then this is for you. We're sharing all the tips and tricks and stories from people in the industry from Scotland and Northern England. I'm Katie Williams, one half of a Katie duo. I'm from Stirling in Scotland and last year I graduated with a journalism and film degree. Since then, I have worked with BBC Scotland, creating content for their BBC The Social online platform. I'm Katie Baggett, from Sunderland and graduated last year with a journalism degree. I've worked at community radio stations Spark and various news websites. I now work in higher education, but also freelance as a radio presenter and audio producer. There are stories and opportunities in Northern England and further north in Scotland, and we want to find out how we can get them because we don't want to move to London. So my name's Kate Livingston and I work as a trainee multimedia journalist for the Press and Journal and that is based in Aberdeen. This is our first episode of Northern Natter and we want to prove today that we don't have to move to London to be successful. Have you ever been tempted to move to London? Not even in the slightest. The thought of living in London genuinely terrifies me. That gives me severe anxiety, like it's just too busy, too claustrophobic, it's just it feels like it'd be really too crammed in the one space. It's just kind of interesting from kind of a young journalist that you wouldn't want to move to London, obviously the job that you do is very local. In terms of traditional media, do you think it's on its way out? Yeah well I guess I'm going on the basis of print, I think things are definitely changing for it to be online first, but I still think there's a future in print. I know up here We've actually got a big meeting tomorrow to outline some big changes that are coming and they'll be taking like a digital first focus but while it's got to be like writing for digital first the US paper's still got to be there and there's still got to be people running the team for the US paper and basically how it will work is before we would write copy for the paper and then pick the best bits for online but now it'll be writing copy for online and picking the very best bits for the paper to make sure it's still kind of quality. Have you been having to use your shorthand? A bit bad with shorthand. <laughs> yeah, I'm still um, practicing. That's one thing I wish I'd like just persevered with at uni, the shorthand. Because yeah. now I'm kind of at a, at a disadvantage where I don't have my shorthand exam and I'm kind of still learning it and trying to get back up to speed. That's really interesting because I know, you know, when we were, for people who don't know, me and Caitlin went to uni together and during the shorthand classes we were very, it wasn't our favourite, was it? <laughs> No, um, it was a nightmare pretty much and because we took it as extra as well um, it was optional and I think that's why kind of the majority of people dropped it. Katie have you done your shorthand? Yeah it was interesting as well you kind of just sat in a lesson and they're like do this and practice this and then you've got to like do tests and I, I just felt I always felt pressurised it was different to like journalism in lectures but the shorthand with that was getting added bonus so there wasn't the pressure there to do it for your degree because we did NCTJ qualifications on top you kind of had that internal pressure to like do it for yourself so you had the qualification and the degree at the end I say I've only got 60 words per minute but at least it's something and I didn't think at the end of my degree in like future career prospects that I'd use shorthand but I think employers go looks good on your CV it doesn't really matter if you're not going in proper journalism as in like traditional media and newspapers Mm -hmm. because my experience is more broadcast journalism but I've got that degree in journalism that can take me either way. So no, I think shorthand's really good to have, but I don't think it's essential unless you're going into newspapers. 
Would you agree with that, Caitlin? From my experience, BBC and STV have said that's something they look for as well, in Scotland anyway. I think is although you're not using it, it kind of shows that you've stuck with something and it's really hard to get. So I think it shows like perseverance as well, that you're willing to stick in and just get it done, really. I, I regret not doing it as well. I've still got my book. And I keep saying, like I said over lockdown, that I would try and get it done. And I still haven't. <laughs> Yeah, it's still um, sitting by the window like fading colour. Yeah, oh, I'm hoping, I really want to get it done like by this year. Maybe, well, maybe not this year, actually, it's coming up fast. By next year. No, absolutely <laughs> I'd like the same. To, I'd really like to pass my shorthand. I'd like to try and get back into the habit of doing it. I actually spoke to someone as well who works for the BBC and she was saying that like for research purposes or documentary, she still does all of the interviews in shorthand as well. Uh, okay, I should, I should really get it done then. Yeah. <laughs> she was saying as well, like it's a confidential thing, so she's got a source that she doesn't want to disclose. She said she just feels it's a bit safer doing notes. It just makes interviewees feel a bit safer, knowing that you're just writing and looking and it's not going to be recorded and stuff like that as well. That's a really good point. I never really thought about that. What kind of path did you do leading up to the job you're in now? I guess I had quite a traditional path into journalism. I left school and went straight to uni and just studied it for four years at uni and then graduated and went into traineeship. Did you have to apply for the traineeship? I had been like applying for a lot of jobs and grad schemes, traineeships and I got the one up here. Like how did you feel when you were going to graduate, you know like on graduation day, did you have that job lined up? I was um, still working in a petrol station and I was quite nervous because obviously like I know I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life so I was I guess the same as every graduate quite stressed and worried about my prospects because I think you'll probably go for the same a lot of people are like oh there's not a future like jobs are really low and it's stressful I had graduated in June and then get an interview for here I think it was the end of July that's not bad that's really good is Scotland four years because at Sunderland where I went to it was three years or did you do like an added kind of top up year? Yeah, so we have, so it's like three years is your degree and then the fourth year is your honours. Like if you, you can leave in third year with your degree, like you can graduate. But I mean, you know, you've probably paid for like the full years already. I think, I, I think so. I don't know how like the tuition thing works, but. I'm not too sure how the tuition thing works as well, because yeah. we get it for free. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah so I'm not too sure. Um, it sounds about right. Yeah, maybe. Um, if anyone's listening and wants to correct us on that, then please do. <laughs> <laughs> In case we just like, sort of lie to our yeah, listeners. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so three years is you're like, you can graduate with a degree and then your fourth year is like your honours. Very interesting, very different here. Well, I say here, the northeast. <laughs> so how easy was it for you, Caitlin, to find a job, to find that traineeship in journalism? I think it was just pure luck that this job was advertised, they were looking for a trainee. So when I had obviously graduated and seen this come up, I'd applied and I was able to put on like a lot of experience I had doing digital stuff in, I guess, because they were looking for somebody who was a bit experienced in multimedia content. Do you think it's important then for graduates to be, you know, not just focused on sort of writing articles, but every, like other things like using your phone, you know, going, so using social media, you know, even TikTok now is becoming a sort of source in the storytelling platform. Do you think that's important for graduates now to be looking at? Yeah, definitely. You'll be expected to film content, take pictures, to record, I guess expected to kind of know how to market your content in social media as well, just like to try and get more views for the website. But I definitely think it's really important to study all different mediums. I don't know how you sort of found it, but I think it's yeah, quite essential now to have all. We look at like, even like TikTok, like a few other journalists have been really like using that as a platform and 
sort of promoting their work and finding stories on that. So it's completely changed the way that I've been using the app. I just used it for like cat videos. <laughs> so, uh, so I think I, I need, to, like, need to be a bit more serious. Not total serious, but like just sort of use it in a different way or use it in like in addition to, to my cat videos. Is it Sophia Smith on the BBC? Yeah, she's fab. Yeah, she's, she's just done a radio documentary on TikTok. So yeah, Sophia Smith Gala, G-A-L-E-R. And she is, yeah, she's like top notch. So in your job, Caitlin, how do you kind of like find stories? Do you kind of feel restricted because uh, the press and journal only distribute to the northeast of Scotland or you feel you've got that freedom to pick a sort of topic and then find your sort of interviewees and shape the story around that? I think in some senses it can be harder. So obviously we report on national news, but a lot of the time we'll spin a local. I usually find them just kind of scouring social media, Facebook groups, word of mouth, community council meetings, phoning up councillors, community councillors, and just people who are generally up for the chat, tasking what's been happening, if they've got anything they'd like to discuss, bring up. And obviously, well, not so much now working from home, but when we were in the office, we'd have a lot of people phone up and get in touch with our news desk and kind of pass stories on that way. Yeah, I guess just keep an eye out on charity pages and things as well to see who's been fundraising, what they've been doing. A lot of times they'll share like quite, quite good human interest stories as well, so it's good to keep an eye on that. I know um, up here we're quite human interest focused. I don't feel like we're really the type of paper to put up things for clickbait or anything like that. Obviously, we want to improve online views and online subscriptions, but... Yeah, from my experience personally, it's really quite community focused and like every time we do a story, we've got like our audience and our community focused and just thinking how we can improve the story for them and if that's something they'd like to see more of, doing more things that they engage with. Have you found it more difficult to get sort of these stories now because obviously you can't go to like the council meetings or the community hall meetings or anything like that? So how has COVID changed the way you find your stories now? Uh, it's definitely been harder working from home phone interviews uh, very rarely we'll get to go out and interview someone in person uh, a lot of press calls were cancelled as well being at home as well we don't have the news desk phone so usually if people would phone in sometimes it would bounce to the reception and get passed to like a reporter's phone and although we've got our phones all kind of linked and stuff now I guess people are just phoning less and although you can still kind of look on social media it has been a bit harder. We did a lot of door knocks as well when we were in the office so you'll maybe see someone post something on Facebook and then you'll go out to the area and you'll speak to people and you'll chat in doors but that's not really viable at the minute. How did you feel moving up north? I was obviously quite nervous. I'd only ever been Aberdeen for my interview and then after the interview I accepted the job and just kind of got a flat and moved up. But it's, obviously I'm still in a city and stuff so it's fine in Aberdeen's coast to quite a few other places. It is quite far from home. It's maybe two hours and 45 minutes in the car. Obviously when coronavirus hit that was quite hard when we were up here and all. I've got a few colleagues as well who also moved up here for the job so it was quite hard in lockdown being so far away from home work-wise I think it's been a really good opportunity. Caitlin would you ever consider broadcast journalism or journalism in sort of a digital sense as a kind of job route in the future or would you more just stick in the sort of career that you know? No I'd definitely consider it in the future it's not something I would rule out. We did quite a lot at uni so we covered pretty much everything and although I'm in print just now I'd never really out moving to broadcast or digital 
because as I say, we are going to start focusing on digital first. Would you do a podcast? I don't know. See, that's I'm so paranoid because I hate like listening to my own voice recorded. <laughs> it's bad enough trying to transcribe an interview. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, what do you wish now that someone had told you? Like now that you've got your job, what would you wish when you were maybe a graduate or at uni? Actually, I mean, well, I feel like this was kind of emphasised at uni, but it's it's really not a glamorous job. Like it's not. Um, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of grind, a lot of unsociable shifts. It's working later than your shifts because something's come up or something's breaking or you're waiting in a comment and you need it for the next day's paper. So it's not like your normal nine to five regular job where you can go home and kind of switch off, I'd say. What kind of tips would you give to graduates or kind of soon to be graduates of people who are looking to do a journalism degree or go into journalism? What kind of tips would you give to them? Definitely try and get as much work experience as possible. I know that helped me. I had a few places on my CV when I was applying for jobs. And not only just for applying for jobs, but if you go in and do a good week at work experience, you're more likely to be contacted by them if they have a vacancy in the future. And it's just good for people to start knowing your names. It's good to build up a portfolio and, and definitely shorthand. I know at uni we did extra classes and we were a bit like, oh, I guess you don't need it that much, but I would recommend in shorthand whether you're going to broadcast digital or print shows that you've persevered with it. What work experience did you do at uni? I had other work experience placement at the Hamilton Advertiser which is owned by Reach so the big papers like the Daily Record and then they've got loads of smaller titles and I did a bit with Central FM. How did you find this work experience? Did you just email them and ask? Just email. I literally just looked at radio stations at newspapers and found the email of the news editor or editor I guess some places I've got one some places I've got two and then I just sent a CV and said I was looking for work experience and then just I guess outlined a bit about myself and attached a CV and, and I've just was lucky that a few places got back to me and was like that would be great we'd like to have someone in. In terms of work experience and getting that first job it's what you know or who you know? For me personally it was what you know did not know anyone in the industry at uni or when I graduated except from other people who had graduated at the same time as me. Yeah, I just was lucky with people getting back to me and being really nice about it and saying we'd like to offer you work experience. I don't know if you follow the Edinburgh Evening News on Twitter. They're, well, I don't think he's editor now, but their former editor Ian Pope used to be great at giving people work experience. They try to find papers who are willing to kind of give you some experience and take a chance. And I think it's definitely worth a try because even if they don't get back to you, like, you've still tried. And, is there anything else you'd like to add? I guess for people considering a career in London and then considering elsewhere as well, because they're trying to make their mind up, I personally don't think it's worth it for the salary as well. So obviously, you know, it's such a high cost of living in London and starting salaries for trainee journalists are just too low to cover it. You want to be able to work and live and not just work to live. I think it's definitely worth considering other opportunities. Like, although there's a really big media industry in London, there's also a big media industry in the north of England and Scotland and local communities who really value like their local news as well. And even at that, on a national level, there's some great broadcasters and stuff in Scotland as well that I just think people should give more consideration to. Um, so thanks for joining us. And I hope that any listeners that are, I say any listeners that are listening, I hope there's listeners, <laughs> uh, have been inspired by Caitlin's advice and tips and tricks 
So thanks to Caitlin for sharing your story. And how can any listeners follow you on social media? Just on social media as Caitlin Easton, and that's Caitlin with a K. That's literally it's just simple. Join us next time where we look at alternative ways to get into the industry, London not included. And if you have any questions for this one or the next episode, tweet us at Northern Natter. And don't forget to share and follow us to keep up to date. And we really appreciate the support. So for me, Katie Williams. And me, Katie Baggett. This is Northern Natter.